Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, but my dad was in prison for 26 years. All right, 26 years of my life. I'm three years old. Um, I, it was, I was empty, right? You know, I, I look at identity as reflection, Right? Not having a father in the home is like not having a mirror in your house. You don't know what you look like. They tried to count me out. I'ma go count me in. Fill up my bank account. Now I got something to spend. All right, family, as you can see, I'm no longer on the main stage. They wouldn't allow me to be there. They said they got it covered, so they going to cover it. Welcome to the stage, Isaiah Williams, Reggie George, Dave Jones, and Kedron Boston. Nothing? Nothing, guys? Just for reference, this is an event. Like, we got, we got dinner, we got the chefs going on. You see some of that footage inserted, but this is, this is a fellowship. This is not a, pro- a production for the sake of production, so there's some some background noises. And again, you got to get in the environment next time. We'll let you know how to do that. Um, want to shift the conversation, well, push the conversation uh, a little bit further and talk about uh, what, what does God fit into identity? How you identify as or identify with, right? And where specifically was that point in life where God had to insert himself to adjust who you know yourself to be? So we'll start left to right, viewing audience left to right. Isaiah? Man, a great, great question. I, I think for me, um, I'm 42, uh, but my dad was in prison for 26 years. Right, 26 years of my life. I'm three years old. Um, I, it was I was empty, right? You know, I, I look at identity as reflection, right? Not having a father in the home is like not having a mirror in your house. You don't know what you look like. You don't know how to move. You don't know how to mimic. You don't know how to apologize when you're wrong. You don't know how to um, do the things that you should. So for me, there was a lot of reflections I had to look in in the neighborhood, in the community, but none of them was my pops. So fast forward, you know, it's good to know pops home. He and my mom still together. That's the beauty. That's the beautiful part of the story. Um, but at the end of the day, God inserted, like, he was inserted in my life throughout my life. I just didn't notice it. Um, I grew up very God conscious, right? My family was in church. I went to church because I had to go to church. But I didn't really come into a realization of who God was until I was about 21. I received Christ, um, but even then, there was an identity conflict, right? Because he presents you with something opposite of who you've always been. You feel me? So now you're at a space in your life where you're trying to say, is this the truth about me or is this a lie? Do I believe the lie as the truth? You know what I'm saying? Or vice versa. So then I started to war and I started to have challenges with my pops, right? That unforgiveness started really tapping in the moment I went Jesus because now I'm like, this is who God's saying I, I am and this is who I had to figure out I had to be. So it's conflict. Um, fast forward, married, divorced, right? All of that, um, I believe in some degree, uh, played into identity, 
right? And still grappling with the identity of Christ. But the moment that things changed for me, it was even in my, in my first marriage, but the moment that things really changed for me is when I knew that I was a son. It, it wasn't about what I did. It wasn't about what I didn't have. It wasn't about what I, what I couldn't become. Even me trying to become something and failing, it was still like, you my son. But the conflict was still there because I was like, I don't even know what that's like to try and fail and a man is not disappointed and or happy, right? But then ultimately, it became no matter how much I had, I would still love the same. No matter what deficit I was in, I would still love the same. No matter if I did brilliant at something or if I did horrible, I knew, I knew he still rock with me the same way. So at that point in my 30s, I knew, I said, man, regardless if I'm up or down, I am a son and my identity is in him. It is in him. Right. It's not in what I do in what I become, because none of those things will ever give me validation. Right. I, and, and knowing who I was helped me to not perform. Right. It was that I did things from validation, not for validation. I did things from acceptance, not for it. And when that start stuff to happen, when that started to happen in my life, I did it from love, not for everything changed for me. Everything changed for me. That is good. Yeah. I knew I should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he came out I knew, with the I knew I should have sat down there, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're in the right spot. But for me, man, anybody anybody who is who has ever heard me speak, um, man, know I always quote Miles Monroe in saying that adversity introduces a man to himself, right? And um, I think most of us, especially as men, as young men, we get introduced to God via adversity. You know what I'm saying? I heard I heard a lot of the gentlemen talking earlier um, that our challenges and our our valleys is really what gives us um, our faith. But then it also gives us our trust. You know, I heard I heard. That said earlier, because. Let's take marriage. A lot of us are married, right? And until you go through some adversity, until you go through some, man, it's hard to identify your old lady. And it's, and it's hard for her to identify you. And it's the same thing in life. It's the same thing as men. It's, just, it's the same thing as fathers. Um, I think a lot of adversities and a lot of valleys is where God shows up. And I also quote a, a, a vampire in Brooklyn a lot, man. Eddie Murphy says, if every day is a sunny day, then what's a sunny day? See, we don't I don't think we 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 gain our trust and we gain our faith in God on the sunny days. I think that happens in the storm. I think that happens in the trials. I think that happens in the tribulations. Right. And for me, man, even as a youngster, man, I, I grew up with the with the most severe form of asthma known to man. But that was my introduction to God. I remember speaking, bro, and. And again, you don't know who you're speaking to when you're eight, 10, nine years old. And again, you introduced to God in church. Or you, you introduced to um, our parents' faith and our parents' relationship with God. But I think, especially for young men, bro, it, 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 it's always some kind of struggle that really gives you that true introduction 
to start that relationship with God. Adversity through whatever it is, man. You know, mostly everybody in here know my story, man. You know, one of my daughters almost get killed. Like, bro, I've never been as close to God. But it, uh, that kind of faith shouldn't always take that kind of adversity but um, man we here because of those lessons and, and that kind of relationship because if we don't battle through that if I don't battle through that the father figure movement don't exist who I am as a husband, who I am as a man, as a father. Because that adversity introduced me to who I am today. And he didn't exist before that. And that kind of relationship, that kind of faith is, um, is again, where I think Continually throughout life, man, we 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 continue to develop that relationship with God. Man. My bad for crying, bro. No, you I good. Take your time and, and <laughs> let them use. You just made the podcast that much better. Hey, yeah. bro. Yeah, we can, we can we can cut it right now no, if we, we need can't. to. <laughs> um, I appreciate that question that you asked. Um, it's a very personal question to me. So my name is David Jones, which is also my father's name. Very fortunate to have my father in my life every day. Uh, my father is a minister and he has been since I was, I don't know, let's say 10, 12-ish, somewhere right in there. I remember my dad before he was saved. So my siblings don't know that version of my dad. I'm the only one of his children that knows uh, pre-Jesus dad, coming to Jesus dad, and dad that I know now. And that was, that was, a, that was a particular struggle for me for this reason um, in that growing up in church, being made to go, you know, that's not a, I think, a particularly unique story for a lot of people. Um, but having this thing like, man, this is not making sense to me. You know, dad hanging out with the homies, drinking beer. That's fun. I want to do that. But then coming to see my dad evolve into this person who has an understanding of God. And then ma being made to feel as if I had to measure. My dad is my hero. You know, I look just like him. We got the same name. If I'm in town, that's Big Dave and I'm Little Dave. That's who I am. Another version of him. And wanted to measure up to that. And I can honestly say that growing up, being baptized, being saved, having this intellectual con conception of who God is, but not really knowing. Until this year, I can honestly say that. Um, I shared with my parents uh, about five years ago that I didn't think I identified as a Christian. I identify as a believer in God. I believe in Christ, but I didn't believe in that idea because it didn't resonate with me. And this year, um, 
I've been on I've been on the podcast before. I left my job about three years ago. The first year was kind of normal stuff, right? You don't make that much money. You have a lot of fun. That's normal. Um, the second year, tremendous year, made more money than I ever had. I said, you know, I got this figured out. You know, I became a God unto myself. And then this year, God had to humble me to have gone to make 10x the income in one year to one-tenth the next year. And what I learned, not just that, my mother-in-law has been sick for a year. My wife and I have been having issues because her mother is sick. That's her hero. And in this time, I'm having to learn who God is. And I had to learn, I had to be humble. Sometimes I believe that we're given gifts. Uh, God gifted me with two things. I believe we're all born perfect and knowing who we are. We get trained to be somebody else for a number of reasons, and that's that's okay. And what God gifted me with was almost an, an unbridled amount of optimism and idealism. So I'm very into who I am at any moment, and I think that that's ideal, and naturally that has issues. And then also with... Um, an intellect to process a lot of information. So you can't just tell me go to church and God going to work it out. I need to understand the mechanisms by which that's going to happen. And if you can't explain that to me, I'm going to nod my head. I'm like, they don't know what they're talking about. I got the answers. I am Kanye, you know? So, but this year what I learned is that God had to get me into a place of vulnerability. He had to up in my life to reveal himself to me in a way that I can understand. And it's not the Bible my dad has preached to me, and I believe in the Bible, but it's the way that God revealed himself to take my dad from the guy that was living his life to who he is. God had to reveal himself to my father in a certain way. And any loving father would say, because son, I don't want you to be lost. I'm going to reveal to you what God has revealed to me. But God didn't make me the same person, even though we have the same name. So he had to put me in this position. My dad was around the same age when he had this enlightenment. I don't think that's coincidental. And to where now I know that all of those parts of me that I was afraid to express because I was afraid to be rejected. I was afraid to be unloved. I was afraid of if I didn't attach my identity to the external, so my achievements, the kind of husband I am, how I, how I express my faith, well, who am I outside of that? But God had to show me that you have this core energy, and as much as you are full of love, you are also full of wrath. That's what makes you who you are. In the same way that God created the earth, he has also destroyed it. That is part of who he is. And he does those things for a reason. That adversity. When you get off track, he's going to get things back on track. That's the nature of things. So for me, my identity this year has become to know, you know what? How can I learn to be peaceful, kind, confident? Who I actually am in spite of the external. It was easy to be that optimistic caring, encouraging person when I felt I was on top of the world, but when the world was on top of me, 
will I still be the same? So that's how God has revealed himself to where I can speak more confidently by my faith. I used to be embarrassed to maybe pray because I didn't pray the way my mama prayed. I didn't pray the way my daddy prayed. But now I just know I can have that conversation with my father to say, you know, dad, you know, I'll share, I'll share something on Facebook. And when I was younger, my dad would just fire off a scripture. I was like, man, nobody trying to hear all that. You know, I don't, you preach to me all day. But now I understand that he's showing me a passage and got, guided me on the journey because he knows I'm on my journey. And now before I couldn't even conceptualize what he was telling me, but now I can. So that's my answer to that. What's up? Man, bless y'all. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just start here. I was a young parent at the age of 19. Uh, my now wife and I, uh, we had two children. Um, I'm 39 now. My oldest son is 23, so you can do the math. We have four children now. And so growing up, my my mother wasn't always saved. I've seen the you know, the pre-Jesus mama, uh, the pre-Jesus stepfather, that's my dad. I've seen the struggle with drugs, you know, when, they were on, when he was struggling with crack. My mother was a chain-smoking alcoholic, but then I saw how God changed her life. And for the last 35 years, they've been married, saved, sanctified, and just I've just watched them grow in that way. So I've watched my mother have relentless faith, trusted in God no matter what. But when I had children before marriage and that version of me and how I was, I'm just going to be real, received by my family in that way, uh, it was tough. Like I felt, I knew they cared, I knew they loved me. But I did feel like I was out on my own. Like you're a man now, you making man moves. Do what you do. And so what shifted for me was when I really had to trust God for myself, when I realized that I couldn't do it on my Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When I think of identity, the word that resonates with me is security. Because when I know who I am and whose I am, I'm secure. When I don't know, I'm insecure. There's an insecurity there because I'm like, I don't know who I am. And so I had to really put my faith in action and say, God, I'm going to trust you because I can't raise these kids without you. I can't be a good man to this lady if I'm not loving you right. I can't love her right. Not we had that conversation because we were, it was almost done for us. And I had a conversation and it was on me, you know, 19 year old boy, I'm going to, a and and I'm traveling back and forth from San Antonio to College Station, doing the best I can to take care of my family. And I'm singing in clubs and I'm doing shows at parties, frat parties, sorority parties, and just everything that comes with that. But also I have 
a fiance and I have children <laughs> and all of that right there, me trying to fit in and do things unbecoming of my character. I had a, I actually had a friend to tell me, he said, bro, you need to step your game up. You only got one baby mama. So the circles I was in, I had to really remove myself and make myself busy. That's what I used to call it. I had friends ask me, man, how'd you, how'd you do it? I had to make myself busy. When I would get phone calls, I would say, bro, I'm with the family. And it'd be, and I wouldn't be lying. But I had to make sure that I, would, I didn't put myself in positions that was going to cause me to be insecure because I know that wasn't who I wanted to be. I know I wasn't supposed to be smoking and drinking and doing those things. But when I was in that atmosphere, I became something else, became a wannabe. I want to be like them for right now, but that ain't who I am. And so removing myself from that, say, God, I'm going to trust you because I want to make sure that I'm the best man I can be for this woman. This is your daughter. These are your children. I want to make sure that I'm the best that I can be for them. Just do it that well. But when I realized that God, that I had to put my trust in him, even to this day, like I remember times and I was telling uh, Philip earlier, I remember I me mean, 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, my wife and I, we were on housing. We were on government assistance. You know, we young parents trying to go to college, finished. We needed the help. Thank God we worked and we had a plan to, to, to get what we need and then to transition off. But there were moments in my life, and I remember right now, I see the apartment. I would sit my oldest two, uh, my daughter, my son Aaron, and my daughter Symphony. I would sit them down. I would say, hey, this is what we're trusting and believing God for. We're believing God for a bigger place. Mommy pregnant right now with, with Zion. You know, I'm trusting God for this. And we will pray. And then when God will come through, I would sit my family down again and say, do you see what God did? Because one thing, I know we can always make more money, but I wanted to leave a legacy of faith for my children. So even right now, when they see, if I leave, if I, if, if I die today, that my, my children are going to know how important it is to put your faith and your trust in God because they have seen how God has come through for them. And so I'll put a pin in that right there, man. But God has been faithful and I'm, and I'm so grateful um, that I know not just who I am, but whose I am. I'm a son. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. So when I find myself in situations where I'm like, okay, am I, am I supposed to be in this room? I don't feel like it. But when I know, okay, God, if you put me here, this is where I'm supposed to be. It ain't about me. It ain't about what I think. It's about what you think. And I'm going to trust you no matter what. Use me how you want to. Amen. First of all, listen, uh, just phenomenal feedback from all of you guys, um, honestly. Um, I, I think that understanding God's identity helps us to understand our own. Is there a moment in your lives where his identity became clearer to you? Um, that helped you connect the dots uh, when it when it came to your own. Yeah, I'll dive in on that one. Yeah, I, I will say that um, this year I have learned about the, the completeness 
of God. And as a result, I love how you said the mirror. So for so long, my father was my mirror. He still is in a, in a large regard because I know, you know, fast forward 30 years, how I think I will be. But with God, what I've come to understand is that it's as a husband, the, the man in me that my ego who wants, who loves structure, who loves control. Um, if my wife is not adhering to the structure and control that I want, I'm angry. But I have to remember that I also err from the path that God called me to be on. I err from the path that my wife needs me to be, from the person that God designed me to be, but there was still compassion and love. So as a result, I have to learn to show compassion and love and learn to give people in space. And I have to learn to be comfortable with, um, as I would describe it, chaos. Because it's all under God's plan. And you can only see the order. I can only see the order when I'm operating from that perspective of, I don't need to understand everything that's going on right now. I just need to understand God's voice and what he's telling me to do. And then at that point, it's very easy to find peace in anything. It's easy to find peace when it's peaceful, but can I find peace when it would appear that it's not peaceful? And until I can master that, it's really hard for me to know exactly who I am. But the, when I know it's chaotic, when I know it's unsettled, but I'm at peace, I know I'm doing the right thing. No matter what anybody says, I'm loving my wife the way I should. I'm leading my family the way I should. I'm running my business the way that I should. Uh, and as long as I'm doing that, I'm doing what I'm called to do. That's good. Yeah, I, I think for me, what you going to read? Uh, no, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think for me, man, I, when you asked the question, I was like, yeah, somebody else go. Because I wasn't sure, right, how I was processing the question. So, so I'll, I'll give language to it the best way that I can for me. I think there are multiple points in my life that were defining, right? You know, I, I'll say it like this, that he doesn't hide things from us. He hides it for us. You know, the Bible says that it is the glory of God to conceal something, right? Meaning it's a discovery, right? So, there are certain moments in my life where I was like, oh, okay, this is who I am, like in him. And then it'd be about a five or 10 year span and I'll have to be like, whoa, and something will happen, right? Not just something bad, right? Because it really rocked me to the point where God kind of checked me, was like, I just don't want to be honored or sought when something bad going on, right? I, I feel like it brings God not so much more glory, but another amount of glory when you can honor him when you don't need him in that way, right? Like 911. But just to bring you up to speed, I'm living, my wife and I, we were living in Florida, just got a house built, right? This is in May. I was living in Florida, a year and a half, pastoring up there, serving, just opened, uh, started a second campus, right? And built the house. Like, things were amazing. Things were going great. Life happened. We had to move to Texas. Transition from the church, right? Sold the house. Only lived in there for six months. Built the house with somebody else, right? 
transitioning here, honoring God and following my family. But in that moment, as a man, even though I feel like I'm a secure dude, I came to a, a, a I came to Texas, and I'm like, Lord, I ain't pastoring no more. What I'm what, what I'm gonna do? Again, in that identity space, at some point, I start connecting to what I was doing. Right. Oftentimes in my life, you get in this stride like I'm good regardless. But you start doing something solid long enough, you will mesh with it. And once it's transition, which now I'm like, well, I'm not even passionate no more. I had to go get a job. Like I'm working a straight nine to five. I'm just keeping it a thousand. I'm working it out. I'm on the phone. I'm working remote, though. Praise the Lord. I'm working remote. Right? I'm working remote. We came to, I'm, I'm speeding up. So we moved to Florida. I'm now working remote. My wife was doing great. Wife was doing amazing. She was in, uh, uh, um, she was uh, loan, doing a uh, mortgage, underwriting. Came here. She was like, you know what? We good on my salary. Don't worry about it. We got in Texas for three days. Laid off. So now I ain't working. She ain't working. And we looking at each other like, what we going to do? And I said, Lord, this ain't how it's supposed to be. But in, in that moment, I recognize and I remember he told in the story, he said, hey, go to the brook. He told him, go down to the brook. And he said, it's going to be food there. He didn't know. He just had to trust the Lord. In this space of my life, there's a redefining of myself a discovery in, in a way in which I didn't know. And it's how to trust the Lord in a space where every effort that I exhaust, nothing. My wife, now I'm talking about we would look for jobs and jobs and jobs and jobs and jobs. Nothing. But we had more. I ain't trying to leave that out, but I wanted to put that on it. We had more than we had without a check. I can't even tell you. I can't even do the math on a miracle. I guess at the end of the day is I had to rediscover myself in such a way it was in a level of trust. I didn't always have to trust the Lord financially. So I didn't really know him fully in that way. Because some things you just, you making money, you're like, well, you making money. But when you ain't making it, then your identity was in what you were doing. I ain't no money. It's like, okay, who what? What's happening? I'm naked out here. Like, but then the Lord started providing. He said, this is what I want you to know. You're my son and I take care of my son. I reign on the just and the unjust and I got you. Whether you got it or not, I'm going to still take. So it all goes back to the beginning for me. That was a son. Go ahead. For me, man, um, <clears throat> again, God identified himself as plain as day for me through my kids. Um, just because, and I think I, I might've heard you speaking on it. Like as men, when we get into adulthood, we, we develop an ego, we develop, uh, uh, a, a persona. We, we develop who, um, either the world or our occupation or whoever we, that's, that becomes our identity. Right. So for me, God had, he had identified himself, but, but it didn't take, it didn't chip away at my ego. It didn't bring me down to 
um, the respect level where I understood that identity, right? I still thought, just like Isaiah said, I, I build this business. I married this woman. I made this family. And for me, um, when anytime my girls were, and I, and again, man, I'm a, I'm a father of girls. So it's, it's a little bit different, but when my baby was in the hospital, man, it made me give God the ultimate reverence because it let me know who manufactured them. I was just gifted the seed. I was only gifted the seed. But when it when it became time to um, ask for that healing and be faithful in that healing, I had to give it back to the manufacturer. And that's what gave me the, the ultimate respect for um, that relationship with God. That's what made me become submissive to the relationship. Um, because in that instance, um, his identity was the only identity that mattered. Who I thought I was mattered not. I guess I'll just, I'll just add this. Um, the biggest times that I really see God show me something different is in times of transition. 2018, we were in San Antonio. Everything was great. My wife was about to get her own school as a principal. Um, we were children's pastors at the church. Um, we had just bought a house. It was probably about three, three years into a brand new house. Um, I was getting ready to, 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 to go into teaching. Everything was good. And it was an opportunity for us to transition from San Antonio to Dallas. And uh, I wasn't sure that that was what God wanted us to do. So I'm like, things are good. Um, I'm, I'm a big it's a big deal for me to always honor my now. Like, you know, the next is great. Next is good. God, whatever's next for me, awesome. But I want to always honor my now. And so I had like these blinders on, like thinking like this was it. And I'm like, nothing else, Lord, this is where you got me. And when this shift came, it almost, I almost took it like a, um, like a compliment. Oh God, like that, that's an opportunity you give me. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's cool. Man, I'm honored that you would, would, would ask us to transition that way, but we good. And, <laughs> you know, this was the second time that we had to deal with that. First time I told my wife to pray, we ended up getting into becoming children's pastors. This time she told me, said, we need to pray. Um, and so after we prayed and I felt like, okay, God, this is something that you for real about. Said yes. Fast forward on the way up. All I knew was that she had a position. I was just going to be the best volunteer I could be. I said, God, I'm going to trust you. I didn't know what I was going to do when I came up here. But I'll say this. By the time we got here, I had a job. Um, we found a place to stay. On the way back, we got a call that's from somebody who needed a house. So we were able to uh, become landlords and rent out our house that we had bought. And four years later, we still have we still have the house. I have excelled in the 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 company that I've been 
consulting with. But in that transition, I had no idea because everything was good. But God showed me like, you don't really know me like that. And so there's a difference between knowing and learning. So I'm still learning about how God works. So all I can do is trust in him um, and let him continue to show me how good he is. Um, but he does it all the time, man. He shows me all the time. Like, this is who you are. You, where, where, where I want you to go, there's provision. It don't matter what you bring with you. As long as I'm with you, you, you good. That's good. That's good. Tried to count me out. I'ma gon' count me in. Fill up my bank account. Now I got something to spend. I just pull it out and count for nothing when I'm feeling Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.